All right. It appears our fellow Americans think that this uh, nation state of America just happened. So we're just, you know, not worth it. But it's not worth defending. No. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. <laughs> that always cracks me up, too. When, when you get out there and, you, and you, you ask this, it's a very simple question, really. Would you defend the United States in an emergency, in a, an event facing another nation? Would you do it? And, uh, well, it's, it's interesting what people say and how they say it. And we get this from Echelon Insights. It purports to show that 72% of American voters would not be willing to fight for their country or, you know, if they faced a major conflict. Which is astounding. (laughs) That is simply astounding to take in. Now, the poll of 1,029 likely voters was obtained by Newsweek and was conducted October 23rd to 26th in the days following the heinous Hamas terror attacks against Israel on October 7th. And that the overwhelming majority of U.S. adults apparently would not be willing to serve in the United States military if the, you know, if the country faced another major war is concerning. Given the extreme tensions in the Middle East, in Iran, in Russia in China, and in North Korea, the modern-day axis of evil. Now, by contrast, though, a Daily Mail poll conducted by JL Partners and released earlier last month found that 64% of 1,000 likely voters were willing to die defending the United States in the event of an invasion. But it also showed that fully 30% of Americans aged 18 to 29 would rather surrender than die fighting for their country. And they found that less than half, 46% to be exact, of Democrats would be willing to die fighting for the U.S. (laughs) Ah, This just kills me. It kills me. It kills me to think in these terms. It really does. It truly does. Because, I don't know. First of all, an invasion. An invasion of the United States is not very likely. Except by invitation, what the what the president's been doing. Not not a kinetic one. What they want to do would be more of a more of a guerrilla warfare thing. But then again, considering what they believe, I gotta ask the question that we have to consider once again as we think in the blue mindset, we've got to apply the blue mindset. As we apply the blue mindset, Uh, well, why would they lay down their life for a nation that they despise with the oppressors? You know, we're the oppressors and we're Trump supporters too. The U.S. military is predominantly manned 
by people from the southeastern corridor and the rural areas and from families who have a history of service. Uh, th these areas and families tend to be more conservative and Republican and patriotic. This is not a this is not a surprise. Now, you know, I was talking earlier about what's uh, you know they were they were planning kinetic action in uh, you know direct action in New York, and what would happen in New York if that happened is the New Yorkers would be sitting there going, I don't know what's happened here. The government needs to fix this. Well, who did you vote for? The government. Now, don't get me wrong. No sane person gets out there and says, what are you doing today? I don't know. Let's go into combat and see if we can get ourselves killed. But see, I, I think in this, we find the problem with the blue people. Because... If you don't have anything to die for, you really don't have anything to live for. Sometimes there has to be something that is greater than yourself. So, we can look at why we won't fight, I guess. And 21 reasons, some admittedly tied together, nearly all of us have become soft and spoiled by our relative wealth and ease. And a lot of us are very entitled because of that. And the leftist identity politics is tearing us apart. Our kids have been indoctrinated and the media incessantly focuses on our differences and highlights any act of bigotry or, or they make one up sometimes. If you are a, uh, you know, a Caucasian, you have been branded as bad, racist, misogynistic, homophobic, transphobic, etc. Courtesy of the uh, 1619 Project, CRT, the hashtag Me Too movement. There has been a pronounced and continuing loss of religious belief in church attendance. There's no underlying Judeo-Christian value there now. There's been a significant loss of belief in free markets. There's been a loss of belief in the benefits of freedom of speech, assembly, religion, the right to bear arms, everything else in the Bill of Rights. There's been a stunning decline in Americans' knowledge of American history. There is certainly little knowledge of the history of the rest of the world as regards to slavery and bigotry, racism, misogyny, Results of communism. No dissemination of this at all. An extreme dearth of knowledge of past societies, their forms of government, and how these governments may have been aided. A near lack of, total lack of familiarity for the concept of natural law and natural rights. A growing better dead than red mentality. Blue no matter who. A pseudo form of hypertolerance considered a value above all others, except if you're dealing with an unborn baby or a Jewish person. A lack of familiarity and experience with firearms, vehicles, machinery, and a desire to stay largely to largely stay apart from them. And uh, of course, there's always the helicopter parenting, always with the helicopter parenting, which prevents a kid from experimenting and developing a spirit of adventure. The tax on toxic masculinity, which is we something everybody needs. There's a lot of us that are too distracted by watching sports and streaming TV shows and video games and gambling and social media and porn. Then there's the ones that want to self-medicate via the pot, alcohol, fentanyl, opioids, and getting out of shape. And hey, I was guilty of that. I was guilty of that, right? So considering what we got to work with, is it any wonder that a bunch of out-of-shape, ignorant people have been told that the U.S. is evil, that they're reluctant to fight for the country they've been told to, uh, you know, to fight for. And they're, they're you know, how, could, how, how, how can you live in this country and not want to fight for it?
How? So, as we know this, let's not focus on blaming things because that's not going to get us anywhere because we still have the problem. We can get out there and we can assign blame after we solve the problem. And somebody's going to go, but Bill, how do you solve the problem if you don't see what the blame is? We know what the blame is. The blame is not paying attention. We haven't been paying attention. Now, around here, I don't see that much, as much of what I'm talking about as I would say in somewhere else. But then again, I haven't done a poll here. The other thing about these polls is it really depends on where they take them, right? It really depends on where they take them. Because um, I, I would love to know where this poll was taken, for example. They, they say, well, it's 1,029 voters. Okay, great. Where? Where was this taken? Was it taken in New York City? It certainly wasn't taken in, uh, you know, somewhere in Oklahoma. So, um, having said all that, we're going to have to find a way to solve this because we're going to need this one day. Because next, in the next generation, things begin to get sideways, don't they? Yeah, we can't afford that in the next generation. No, that's that's not something we want to look into or, or, or cultivate. What happens when you find an American that is rich, lives in China, and is promoting Hamas? What are we to think of this? Right here on News Talk 98.9 WORD.